0: Hello and welcome. Welcome to What The Trope. It's the show where we dive into the stories, characters and plot devices that make up the movies we love. My name's Sam and I am joined by my esteemable colleague. Uh, you've been demoted from friend, Dave, I'm afraid. How are we doing? Fair
1: and loathing in my head, as we discussed. <laughs> uh, yeah, not too bad. Just... Uh... You know, you get like that, Just just do a brief, like, um, a brief check-in. Check-in with Sam and Dave. <laughs>
0: um, nice music, thank you for that uh, contribution. I
1: am in what you would call a social hangover, you know, where you've got family up over the weekend. And then they go, and it was nice to see them, and it was even nicer to see them go. But then you were kind of in that, like... You just yeah, have to like make I've I've, and...
0: I've I've spent a lot of time having to be positive. I've sp- oh, yeah, that, that is interesting. So tell me about that. Mm, mm, yes, absolutely, I agree. Like lots of
1: that, I get it. And it was a family wedding, which meant it was like twelve hours of that. I didn't go yeah. to bed until nearly three a.m. on Saturday night, <laughs> and it was just family, family, family
0: for like. And, and you're a man hours. in your thirties. That's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, it anyway, I think I'm recovering
1: from that. I think I'm going to test negative for like any sort of empathy for the next week or so, and that's fine. That's great. I'm just going to be like live my selfish single man life and just ignore yeah. everyone else's needs and emotions, uh, just well, as well, usual.
0: I, I was going to say that wouldn't be much of a but change, but in a departure from that, Sam, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't want to focus on myself, just like you did for the last five minutes. We're doing the check-in I, Sam. We're doing
1: the check-in with check-in with Sam and Dave. We're all emotionally fulfilled, and well, partially. <laughs> let's not let's not get crazy, Sam. Let's not let's not make statements we can't back up with any what kind are we of doing? verifiable facts
0: what do we what is this are we just here to talk about have you got some therapy you need to do live on air dave because that's fine as well we're here for you man this hey. i'm here for you the audience is here for you
1: we're friends and we like each other and we insist uh, colleagues. upon yeah insist upon putting this podcast out into the empty airwaves like broadcasting into the void of space and there's something just like relaxing about that and and sometimes sam it's nice to just check in have a you okay? I'm okay. Good. We're all
0: okay. It's We're all okay. And you know what? Most importantly, listener, we hope you're okay as well. If you can't talk back to us, and that's well, by again, design. Let's not
1: let's not let's not put anything out into the world that's unverifiably and fatally <laughs> <and> untrue. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. Well, we are here to do something, though. We're here to explore the tropes. This is what the trope. And the idea of this show is that we we watch a lot of TV, we watch a lot of movies, we read terrible fantasy novels, and play shitty video games. So we kind of want to get into some of the big tropes, some of the things that we see in these media forms that annoy us, that we like, that we're just sick of having to... Another goddamn uh, fantasy book with characters describing their own breasts and all these other things that we get to <laughs> we get to enjoy. So in this first episode, we're going to be exploring action and adventure, uh, some of the tropes that we see in... Those movies. So we're gonna take a machine gun with unlimited ammunition, brave the ancient booby traps, and take our hero's journey to a mystical world a mystical world with an apostrophe in the name. All of the bullshit that we're so
1: used to. So yeah, see our see our main feed podcasts or I mean all of that. It's all that. It's all tropey nonsense. Shite. Yes. Yeah,
0: because we can't help ourselves, and that's the problem, isn't it? Is that as much as like tropes are annoying and they do get, I think, um, n- you know like chat on a little bit they're also really helpful and we kind of need them and we like them because it's comforting you know when you've got some it's
1: uh, genre li- literacy isn't it it's it's a way of a filmmaker especially in films i mean the tv as well but especially in films it's a way of a filmmaker in imp- getting across an idea that's quite complex yeah very very quickly and, e- mm-hmm. and efficiently by using the trope which most of the audience will understand and be familiar with even if they aren't consciously familiar with it
0: yeah and it's and it's it's that that's that's the thing that i really like i love tv tropes which is where we've where we've mined most of the content for this episode from and also you know as you're going through and watching uh stuff that also like upends the 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 traditional trope challenges it gets us to actually do something new which can be a little bit scary sometimes but there's, that's where i think a lot of this kind of exciting uh, the new stories that we we get to enjoy comes from so let's get into it and i think the first one we're talking about action and adventure we're talking about action movies specifically because <coughs> i think these are primed these are trope filled through the wazoo uh, and the first one I want to talk about is the Cowboy Cop. Now, what do we think the Cowboy Cop is? Well, that comes to mind, Dave. Well, what obviously,
1: it? it's um, it's obviously a sheriff. It's obviously it's all <laughs> cowboy boots and spurs, and you've got to have, like, the bandolier, of course, and a six-shooter <laughs> yes. revolver and the cowboy hat. Um, and everyone has to look like they live in 1850. It's very, very important.
0: Yeah, you've not quite got it, but I do love the energy. Uh, so the the cowboy cop is basically McBain from The Simpsons. It's he's a loose cannon, but damn it, he's the person he have. How
1: will the Gen Z people understand that reference?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose. Well, maybe they've watched older Simpsons, and you know, like they're. Oh, sorry, I mean newer Simpsons is in the stuff that I've never seen past season eleven. <laughs> I don't know if that's verifiable in any way whatsoever but the, these this is the, a cowboy cop is like that classic kind of anti-hero sunglass wearing badge wielding psychopath <laughs> that I think we see in so many. It's
1: John McClane from Die Hard isn't it? Exactly.
0: Shoot first, ask questions never. Very little never.
1: actual peacekeeping going on.
0: Yeah so just like real cops is that what we saying? <laughs>
1: um there's a little bit less shooting black people in the street only a little though yes a lot yeah. more shooting germans in the street i would say um, uh-huh. the balance has shifted a little
0: odd oddly oddly yeah there's a bit of a thing against like europeans you know oh, germans yeah. french is... dutch and anyone who's got a funny like, a fruity sound and accent It seems is...
1: really easy to sell <laughs> in america europeans as evil seems like a real like that's fine we don't need to explain why they're evil they're just evil because they're dutch european uh, german not so much french but we get a lot of british people are very evil um
0: i think Russians we're chief evil. Very do you not, evil do not do not like certainly in this in in, this, in mean, the 1670s. In reality
1: absolutely historically yeah british people very evil um <laughs> you know star wars very evil in star wars um actors i suppose um I would say it kind of go varies, and German seems to be a good like solid core of. You're quite evil if you're a German, in American yeah. films certainly.
0: Yeah, that that that's yeah. There is certainly a, a something there that's that's kind of. They're trying to. They're trying to, What are they trying to do? They're trying to. It remind it reminds me of like World War Two movies where you get often the bad guys are played. The Nazis are played by. British people, all almost all of them, like because I think there's a delineation between that and like the good American, maybe as well. Yeah. Like having the accent be a signifier of which side they're on, so the audience doesn't have to think too much, you know, uh, that type of well,
1: stuff. Yeah, again, because you don't want to have to subtitle it, and Americans are famously bad at understanding accents, so you just have that Queen's English. That's the evil, and then you're, Star Wars is a good example as well. Like Americans, good; British people, evil. Princess Leia, uh, come back to us.
0: Yeah. So, what are some of the examples that we can think of for the cowboy cop? First one that springs, that springs to my mind is Bad Boys. Like, this is a perfect example of not just. So, did one. you say cowboy cop or actively criminal cop? Yeah. Have yes. you seen those movies? I have. Yeah, I've seen the first one, although a long time ago. I think it'd be well worth us re watching.
1: I've only seen the first two. I haven't seen the the remake, the sequel, twenty years later, because I'm I'm very against that. In its just pure idea, uh, Bad Boys is. I think Bad Boys, you're right, is the. It's almost the most extreme example of, we're gonna get rid of all the pretense, like the Die Hard pretense, the first Die Hard film. Let's use that as a metric of like a, that's a cowboy cop, but it's it's kind of like the. You know, the gold standard of the cowboy cop yes we are crawling through events and murdering people to death with guns it's in the name um, they're
0: bad boys they're not they're not good but, boys
1: but no but in bad boys like the body count is insane the police work is like sloppy too criminal too actively like the police will be hunting these police because of the things that they're doing um it's it's really bad yeah, there's a lot and, of kidnapping. There's a lot of torturing. There's a lot of like extrajudicial kind of. They kidnap and it's fine because it's a it's a it's a neo-Nazi. This is what I love about these films. They are not sorry, not a neo-Nazi. A KKK member, who is not they they're beating information out of, and they just tie him up in the trunk of a car for like the whole film, and then just keep going back to him, and it's like that's fine. He's a police not, custody. It's fine. That's not an abuse. But he's a racist, powers. guys.
0: Yeah. So that's it. Doesn't matter. I mean, these are all the type of. That's the thing about
1: cowboy cops. There's always a justification.
0: Yes, and because the justification often is they get results, and the results being more important, and it's like, I mean, literally we've written laws. We've you know the separation of powers is just is designed to prevent this from happening, and yet there's something that's really quite attractive for us as the as a viewer to see someone who breaks the rules, who isn't gonna be constrained by your petty ethics, you know. So we're kind of left with thinking, actually this guy's a he's a cool dude, you know, isn't that as much as he's evil.
1: Yeah, but it's the lawful uh, like the cowboy cowboy cop is interesting and I think I would like to think that we may be moving away from that as a as a go to genre, certainly in the last three or four years. Um, there's been a real because of you know black lives matter and things like that and the the general i think changing of views towards police i mean all over the world certainly um that we may be seeing a a difference in that but i think what it appeals to is that very um what's the word like everyone's aware of injustices like murderers walking free like you know embezzlers walking free and all of that and it's so there's something very attractive about a, a cop you know who knows what's right and is doing what's right going and kind of like redressing like the karmic balance with a nine millimeter pistol um yeah. i think it's just it it seems to just be you just eat it up and it's true in all these films i mean you've got bad boys uh beverly hills cop i would say definitely lots a lot recent- of resource nega films um lots of um, I was going to say John Wayne, but I don't mean that. I mean John McClane. I mean uh, Bruce Willis M- Films. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good... It's a, and, and you get lots of those things, like, yeah, you've got a hand in your badge, and that's what we see in Beverly Hills Cops, isn't it? And that you have Imagine like,
1: your gun on my desk.
0: Uh-huh. It, it, you have the um, uh, the the real, like, undercover stuff as well, where you've got someone who's... He's breaking all the rules. He's... He's, he's working behind the scenes and and god damn you're gonna blow my cover if you do that you know like or if you follow the you can't follow the rules because the criminals don't follow the rules like there's just all of this energy that that comes in and I guess that's like why again it's so uh, enticing is because it's not a black and white story it's about the gray in between yeah. you know the the uh the the, the usual kind of good cop bad cop stuff yeah and it's, it's
1: usually it's about the cowboy cop the eponymous cowboy cop like you said getting results and redressing the karmic balance now that's yeah. shooting the bad guy at the end usually is the uh <laughs> very rarely is the bad guy arrested and then um tried because um that <laughs> case would be thrown out in seconds because of the complete lack of any sort of legal process
0: yeah yeah so would you it's beat much him easier
1: up... to just murder him in the street and then <laughs> just... we don't have to we don't have to deal with the DA being really upset because this guy is like getting a 10 million dollar settlement from the city.
0: Yeah. And and uh, any evidence that you do have is admissible because it was, you know, drawn from distress, uh, duress or anything like that. So it's all just part of the again probably yeah, realistic
1: mean... The big elephant in the room I don't want to not mention is lethal weapon. Um I think is the yes. actual I don't know how we hadn't mentioned that because I think that's even worse than bad
0: boys. It's probably the the worst, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's much more because it's much more like these guys are cops. Um and that's there's the diplomatic immunity one which taught us all the wrong things about <laughs> diplomatic immunity.
0: You could do anything you want.
1: Anything. You can you can just murder someone in the street. You've got diplomatic immunity. Literally
0: there is no bounds to your power, because because you're a diplomat. Like that's a that's a troubling Diplomatic message. The
1: community. <laughs> yes. And South Africans are evil, and that 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 bears out. To be fair, another evil.
0: I think that oh, there's a good there's a good lesson. South Africans uh, feels like a real
1: like a real like eighties nineties evil person though. Yes.
0: We've kind of gone away from that a bit. And that's the problem, isn't it? But since the two thousands, we've definitely moved to a point of like. There's Bad a racial element are.
1: that just wasn't present. I, I think know. it's TV ruined. We think is evil. And it's we want some evil 9/11. Austrians,
0: yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: I want I want some evil like tech savvy Austrians, but instead we're getting the same Arabic generic Middle eastern person. Generic, who, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Who's fighting against imperial injustice? You know, like all of these. Like, it's just not. It's not black and white, is it? It's not clear for us. And I guess that's where the cowboy cop comes in as well. Hmm, interesting. So any any other thoughts? The only other one that I I thought kind of subverts it slightly is the um kind of rush hour where you've got the cop, but you've also got the the sidekick or they're not they really kind of they work together as a team, don't they? Jackie Chan.
1: Yeah, the buddy cop um, thing.
0: Yeah, and that that's kind of the same thing but centered in a bit of humor as well, which is I think always quite yeah. fun
1: to. And even bad boys like there's there's often and that's the buddy cop genre kind of like into that rather than the traditional cowboy cop. But the 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 tropes and the themes are the same. It's a police officer who is usually acting outside the bounds of their orders. Like even Mm -hmm. Rush Hour, great example because um, they aren't allowed to be doing any of the things that they're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's uh, we'll move on in a second, but I just want to get a couple mentions of TV shows in that kind of explore this. Hey, lethal L- leave the weapon. Leave the yeah. Well, the worst one for me, the one that really does take the just unbelievable, like this guy is committing war crimes on TV and we are cheering every week, is Jack Bauer in 24. Because Never this man, match- really, wow. you know, we try to watch it. Um, recently. I remember watching it when it came out, roughly, and we tried to watch it within the last couple of years, maybe during lockdown, and like, it's it's so it's so a product of its time, because within the first, like, two or three episodes, this guy is ripping fingernails off people. He is, he is torturing. He is completely o- unwilling to follow any kind of constraints of, of his power, because... My daughter, I have to call. It, my daughter's under threat, and that's going to be a justification. That I think we see in lots of these types of things, isn't it? Where it's just like, "What the fuck are you doing? You can't do this stuff. Who is stopping you? Where is where is your supervisor, Jack Bauer?" And it's, I think it's yeah, yeah and so it's that-
1: it's clever, isn't it, that TV can do that, and that um, the, the you, your main character who you presumably root for again. I haven't seen it, but I I know a lot about it because it's parody and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> that's um, it. Yeah.
1: so the, what they do is they, they kind of make you forget that you're the protagonist is ripping people's fingernails out to extract information and they kind of make you forget that that's a kind of a bad guy move you know because yeah. like because you're in it with him you're like oh this is justified because he's got to he's got to save his
0: daughter yeah and it's like are we the baddies are we the baddies because we're doing some nasty shit right now? Like, and we are not repentant at all, but we get results, which is like that's the ultimate thing, isn't it? As long as if you can be a cowboy cop, but as long as you get results, that's all that counts. Exactly. Well, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's stay on character for a minute because there's a some other um, kind of things that we see in from this kind of cowboy cop and often it's men, often it's that kind of macho style and I really love, one of the things I love in these action movies is like how they're they not phased, they're not phased by the violence, they're not phased by the aggression, <sighs> not phased by having to do all this crazy shit and we don't have any mental breakdowns and this is kind of summed up for me in like the thing in movies where there is a massive explosion and they walk calmly away not looking at it because only losers look at explosions i am not going to look at that fucking fireball that's behind me and this is on uh, this is the unflinching walk which is which is which is what a very creatively tv trips call it and i think that to me is like that sums up a lot of that type of character that you see in the action movie where they're also cool and they're not going to let anything get in their way and that means no looking at explosions. Which is insane.
1: I mean you don't want to be to be fair, I'd rather be facing my way from an explosion, but you know, probably also cowering on the floor, uh running away. Um just get
0: out just getting in cover. You know, don't be just just thinking I better not I better I better just not I don't casually die walk right away here. from this. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about how that's subverted um off off the bat. And that is the great scene in The Dark Knight, which is a, a film I would love to do on our on our main feed because I think it's a film that maybe hasn't aged well. It has that sense of being like a proper two thousand y movie, and I'm it's I'd a problematic. Like to
1: it. Um, what's the word? Um, teenage boy movie. Uh, there's a term. It's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a problematic in kind of like flag wavy movie. It it, I think it does. It's, it and I, and again, I haven't watched it in years. But it really is in that like it's every incel's second favourite movie after Fight Club and Yes. Yes. You know, and, and, and I'm I really sure liked that film when it came. Yeah, out. when you were eighteen, you fucking loved that movie.
0: I uh, I don't think I was an incel. I don't think I was, but you know, a bit of self awareness never hurts. Hey it was two
1: thousand and eight, Sam, there was a financial crash, you know, misery was in the
0: air. So it was a different time. Yeah, anything anything's possible. So but 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 my point being the thing they do in that movie the thing that the Joker does is when they, they he's walking away from the uh, uh, the hospital where Harvey Dent is and it's a great shot it's a brilliant shot and they've rigged this up, the old hospital building up and he's walking away and he presses the button and nothing happens and he turns around and then he's pressing it do 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 do, do and eventually the whole thing goes and it's like it's like a perfect. Because he's a villain as well, it's the perfect subversion of that. Because we see it all the time in these, in these, in these bloody the Michael f- Bay movies, isn't it? The Michael Bay, yeah, Fifth Element. I think there's a great example of um, Gary Oldman when he's smoking the cigarette and he's he's giving them all the guns, and then oh, what what, what happens when you press this little red button? And, and he's just sitting there with his with his cigarette. Con Air, another good example, you know, where it's like that movie is just chock full as much as I love Con Air. Like, please, people, <laughs> let's look at explosions. They're cool, <clears throat> if nothing else, you know, but I guess these these heroes have since... It's so just years. a...
1: Again, it's kind of like, oh, it's, I think it's just a cool shot, and someone did it once and was like, wow, that really kind of gets across. This guy does, he's, he's cool as a cucumber, Yeah, that is indeed what the kids are saying now. Um, and And it's been taken up as like a... Again, a cheap way to, to convey that, and actually, maybe I'm not, not a big fan of explosions in movies as a rule. Um, I don't think everyone should be driving around the um, you know cars for C4 like in movies. I think that's a poor idea. And the you know any the old like um, an ice cream an ice cream van collides with a bicycle and they both explode in a all <laughs> the fire and it's like maybe we didn't need that. Maybe maybe we could have conveyed um,
0: drama Does- other, in another way. I don't know if you've ever been a car crash, Dave, but if you bump just ever so slightly, the entire thing is going to go. That's what's going to happen. It's going to happen very violently. So just be careful. That's what I've we've seen a fair few movies. car crashes, um, and largely what
1: happens these days. Again, I don't know what happened in the, in, in the eighties when cars were made of kerosene, um, but certainly nowadays uh, the ca- the car just crumples around you in a very reasonably safe manner um, into you know just when I reversed into that car last year, just crumpled like tinfoil because that's what cars are designed to do. Nothing exploded, you know?
0: Very disappointing. You didn't have any opportunity to not look at a potential explosion that was near you, thus you're not cool. Exactly, and look really cool and have no one see it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is, I like, um, you also sometimes see this with like what TV Trope described as the team power walk, you know, kind of like, um, I'm thinking of what's the, the right stuff where they're all walking do do do, and it's the whole, all of these cool people are going to walk in a line slowly for some reason. Don't know why it they're with doing a really that. low angle shot with an explosion behind them, like and that is peak, isn't it? That's peak kind of this this type of stuff. Uh, final example, I think, is, has to be James Bond movies, which is just ridiculous, full of them, especially the like the older ones where they were just blowing stuff up, and you know it's a bit more uh the uh, timothy dalton era i think in the early pierce Brosnan, yes particularly
1: mm-hmm. because we've gotten past that silly you know the roger moore ones were silly like roger moore's was, you know was a silly fat man uh fat bald man um throughout those james bond movies and they were silly and goofy and kind of like cartoony and then you've got timothy Dalton comes in and it's much more like we're blowing up soviet spy satellites every single <laughs> year with in these films <laughs> and the Pierce Brosnan ones are we're invading North Korea and getting our balls tased and getting injected with a scorpion venom and they're very much like explosions every 25 to 40 seconds. Um, yeah, you've
0: got to keep the audience awake if nothing else. I mean, literally if nothing else. The, yeah. the, although sometimes I kind of wish we went back to that style because some of the newer ones, especially like the Daniel you know, the Daniel Craig, the first one, Casino Royale, is like, Darkly brutal, like they learned the lessons from the Bourne movies, which is real realism. Fights with pens and is that the the magazines. One with
1: the, the ball torture in the, the Daniel Craig ball one. torture. That'll get that'll oh. sell tickets. Let's torture Daniel Craig's balls on air. Fantastic. And it's
0: a, and it's a long scene as well. Like it's it's not just it's not just a few seconds. It's a long.
1: It's l- part torturous of the serious bond, though, isn't it? Of like a he isn't walking away from an explosion looking forwards, smoking a cigarette was putting on a pair of sunglasses he is you know causing the explosion and like running seriously like while blood drips from his face so he can stab someone with a fork in the eye and you know it's much more visceral in that
0: way yeah do you think that's a kind of like evolution isn't it maybe that we move from the the bombastic lethal weapon and even characters change and, and almost like look whether or not they look at explosions is a is a good measure of what type of movie this is and all the lethal weapon guys aren't looking at explosions but maybe james uh, uh, modern james bond is maybe a uh, 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 jason Bourne is you know that kind of like 2000s realism that we saw that was really defined by those type of characters
1: yeah yeah maybe it's um anyway i'm, I'm not too too sad to see it go um, I think everything in its place like yeah maybe some cartoony spy thrillers would be fun but also like I don't like the other end of the spectrum either you know I, I kind of want the middle ground of you know
0: yeah yeah another one that we see and this this annoys me actually and it and it's I think worse uh in the maybe eighties and 90s is this idea that like if someone is behind a wooden bar as in like a you know a, a, a in a, in a pub, they jump over the the, the wooden uh, uh, bar and then they're completely protected from any bullets that might be flying through it. And this is the concealment equals cover trope. Uh, you see it in Westerns where they flip tables over and the tables are like they're all docked behind the tables and that's enough for them. Even the idea that if they're just around a corner from a bomb blast, like they're going to be protected. And how actually... Like, it's it works in the the uh, uh, confines of a lot of these movies. That'll
1: that'll protect you from a nuclear bomb. Well, there we go. (laughs) And that's the ultimate one, isn't it? That's the... Um, This was just sort of like poor physics in films, um, I think. Because, again, I'm not a gun guy, really. Um, I I don't know what thickness of wood. It's pretty thick, I would have thought. You would need to stop
0: a bullet. Like a big Victorian oak table? yes but like your diner table in heat. The, which, the bar made of chipboard. Oh, not so much. <laughs> that's splintering and exploding, but the but it's okay because the main characters have, you know, have bullet armor on. Plot armor. It's called plot, plot armor. armor. It's plot armor, thank you. Like all of that, I, I think it's just compounded by these type of things. But again, I do think we're seeing that change. Like you see a lot of it in, um, in movies where all of that splintering and blowing up around them and Like the cover isn't, it doesn't feel as as concrete literally as maybe some of the other uh, stuff. Video games are a good example of this. I was thinking about Fallout, the Fallout uh, games where a single fucking dilapidated table that has been destroyed by uh, a nuclear bomb is enough to, number one, prevent you from going in, moving it because it's just stuck to the ground, but also you can just stay there and that'll protect you from any type of fire or any type of kind of damage. At
1: least that's
0: um,
1: (coughs) in the pursuit of gameplay. In a movie, it's usually, I think, just lazy. There's a really good, it's not a really good movie, but it's a really interesting movie um, by Ben Wheatley, which I saw a few years ago called, I think it's called Shoot'em Up. Um, Mm. And it's got maybe like seven or eight characters in it. And it's a it's an arms deal in this like old abandoned warehouse that goes south, and it's like an hour and a half, and it's literally just these seven or eight people shooting at each other from various corners of this warehouse. But it takes real thought into like the the cover that they're in and things, and also like real thought into how bad most people probably are shots. Like you know you don't most people who aren't have tra- you know belong to the Navy yeah. SEALs and the SAS like even soldiers even people familiar with guns like probably aren't going to be terribly accurate especially if they're lying on the floor behind a fucking car or you know or they're under
0: fire themselves you know like exactly. they can't yeah, um, yeah and it's a
1: really interesting look at that and and there's a there's a lot of shooting and it's all very loud and it's all very disorienting disorienting and for vast periods of the film people aren't getting hit <laughs> yeah which um, so is kind works of reasonably well but uh-huh. it's kind of the, the the um what's the world uh what's the word uh, the exception uh whereas you usually get the the last action hero oh it's just a flesh wound
0: um yeah and and, and actually being shot is fine you know you'll be fine you get shot in the arm that's okay don't need an arm to live surely it's like no because there's lots of other things that could happen now obviously we're moaning and complaining hey we've got a fucking podcast what do you expect but it's like all of these things compound and you end up I think when you're starting to notice them that's when it becomes a problem that's when you're (laughs) like when your expectations are not subverted and I kind of like examples where there is where you go, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And just back to video games quickly because you've got your fallout type of con- uh, uh, contrast where nothing is, is going to blow up and buildings will take all explosions. But do you remember in the early 2000s when physics engines in video games were developed enough so we could blow up an entire building in the game? Battlefield, bad company. And how that was, like, a massive part of the gameplay. So actually, this concealment equals cover was not true. You could shoot through doors. You could shoot through walls. You could blow up entire fucking buildings. And it'd be like that became part of the gameplay as well, which I think has bled then into movies, you know, later on. I think a good
1: example of, of not realism, but, like, closer to realism is stuff like the Bourne films, and I would say the newer James Bond films, the daniel craig ones are certainly much more like thoughtful about stuff like that in a way that things like lethal weapon like you know um we're going to get in a bath to the throwing the bathtub to protect them from the toilet bomb yes um and you know all of the insane physical stuff And, and and some of that is fine i will say like there are lots of examples of movies we've done for the podcast where like a little bit of that's fine it's called suspension of disbelief but it's when like little things annoy you. And I, I know what you mean. It's the it's the taking cover behind the bar. It's like the kicking up the dining room table and taking cover behind that. And a little bit's fine. But if your whole movie is that, it then becomes a bit like, oh, what are we even doing? What are the stakes here? And that's that's what it is. It's in pursuit of um, heightening and then mitigating the stakes so that you're excited and you're worried about the characters, but ultimately the characters get out of it. And that's kind of what tropes are, really. You know, It's just a convenient way to plot your movie
0: yeah it's a uh, shortcut isn't it it's a shortcut for the for the audience a shortcut for the for the the writer as well to, to kind of convey that information yeah so i think we've explored kind of most of the ones that i was thinking of for action movies but there's loads of others isn't there there's like this is the thing with action movies that they are just so prominent that often you don't even notice them and that's the thing i think is it when they work well is that you're not really aware of what's going on it helps you it doesn't kind of get in the way and i think the like the tropes where it's 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 bad are the things that just take you out of the that suspension of disbelief you know like well, we don't have the ability to then go oh wait a minute how does he What's what's going on with that? Like, what is it? What example being like? Listen, guys, we're gonna do one last job. You know, that's <laughs> we're gonna do one last job, and that's gonna be enough to get. I mean, I think it had gone in sixty seconds is a great example of that where it's it's just ridiculous. I mentioned the lack of ammunition, a uh, reloading required in movies that annoys the hell out of me, and I'm always counting. I'm thinking he's got a nine millimeter you know however many rounds that is, but it's not going to be more than 20 is it and they're just but again i think films are starting to take notice because we watched uh that the kingsman colin firth in the scene in the chapel and there's like they take time out to, yeah. to show him emptying the clip putting a new one back in so stuff like that is like oh again subverted my my not my expectations have changed
1: well, again, it, I think you, yeah, and it's never been easier to be to number one. Pay attention to things like this in the movie because you can see it really well, and especially if you're watching it at home, pause and rewind as much as you want, and the tape won't wear out. It's magic. Um,
0: <laughs> tape. And, and,
1: and also, I think I think I think audiences are just a little bit more um, demanding in terms of that. In terms of uh, what's the word? It's it's not consistency. It's um, making things, sure things are the same continuity, continuity, continuity. people um, and sometimes it's fine sometimes it doesn't matter a lot of films where there's just loads of shooting it's, it's, you're not really bothered but when someone's got a revolver and they're fired at 15 times you are a little bit like well, what and there's you know the occasional example where it, it's a bit stretches the bounds stretches that suspension of disbelief Yeah. but again yeah, not I being hope- a gun guy most of the time it doesn't bother me too much
0: I just hope some Somebody got fired for that blunder. That's my <laughs> that's my desire. All right, Dave. Well, I think we've uh, meandered on this uh, subject enough. I look forward to exploring more tropes, however, and like really getting under the skin things that are gonna. I want to annoy you. That's what I want to do. So I think maybe fantasy might be the next one to explore, because oh my god. The fantasy tropes are just off the wall. That these 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 are the worst ones. Fantasy uh, tropes.
1: I think these ones all annoy me. Whereas action tropes, I'm not really invested. I actually enjoy. I actually enjoy a lot of the tropes, like you know Beverly Hills Cop and Last Action Hero and Lethal Weapon. I actually enjoy the tropey, silly nonsense and even Bad Boys. Whereas fantasy, I think it's all the the and and oh, it's
0: just so twee. Isn't it? Well, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna get ready with my cheesy one-liners. Uh, we've got a ticking clock to get out of this episode and then clean up on aisle five (laughs) there it is thanks for watching listening we'll see you next time